Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm on fire. I tell her, baby, 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 Here's Sports Radio WEEI Boston Sports Original. It's Arkan. It's Kyrie Thompson. What up? I don't much like to repeat myself with music, but yesterday Kyrie said we should make that the uh, opening for the three o'clock hour. The opening three o'clock hour. Get people up and going, baby. Did I say that? You said that yesterday. Okay. I mean, it it bumps. I mean, absolutely. We got Jackson back there playing the top forty hits of twenty seventeen. Hey man, I I called my fantasy football team one time the mid two thousands all stars because I always pick old stuff. Very nice. Real, Real quick before we do this, there was a time when I was out digging for dinosaurs in Wyoming. And we're out in the middle. Right, was that a euphemism? That is not no, a euphemism. No, no, that is not a euphemism. Okay. That was a real thing that I did. I was digging for dinosaurs in Wyoming. We were in the middle of nowhere. That's awesome. We, we, have, we have a tiny radio out there, uh-huh. and it's literally just playing the same five songs. It's like, yeah, the most popular hits of the day. It was like, Call Me Maybe, mm-hmm. and that one song where it's like, it started with a whisper. It started with a whisper. I remember yeah. that song, yeah. Yeah, and it's like literally just those songs over and over and over again for seven hours while the sun is beating down on us and we are pounding rocks trying to get dinosaur bones out of them. That was excruciating. All of it was. Yeah. But the, the actual dinosaur part, that was cool. I'm a Carly Rae Jepsen fan, I'm not going to lie. I Ooh. enjoy I enjoy her music. I think she has some banger hits. She I know has that some bangers. Call Me Maybe was like whatever, but like she's got uh, I Want to Cut to the Feeling. Big, big <laughs> hit. That is a great song. Uh, I really, 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 really like you. It was a good song. I, I, I celebrate Carly Rae Jepsen's entire catalog, which unfortunately includes uh, Call Me Maybe, which I agree was kind of a cheesy song, but I do like Carly Rae. Not Anyways. I, um, I would hate digging for dinosaurs in here. And I guess. <laughs> if I was digging for dinosaurs... Did you find any, by the way? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah st- stegos- there was some dinosaurs out yeah, there. Yeah, there's some stegosaurs. Yeah, this, it was it was pretty cool stuff. Yeah. What's the dinosaur that now people are saying wasn't really a dinosaur? You know what I'm talking about? There are a couple of those that like we learned about as kids, and now they're like actually that one didn't exist. What uh, what are what are the ones that I might recognize? So I mean, basically anything that swims, that's not a dinosaur. Really? Anything that anything that flies, like that's a reptile. 
also not a dinosaur. Pterodactyl's not a... Nope, that is not a dinosaur. Oh, that sucks. They are related to dinosaurs, but that is not a dinosaur. I thought all birds were kind of dinosaurs. Yeah, but they're not birds. They're, they're a totally different thing. Got it. But yes, bir- birds, yes. So there were no flying dinosaurs. Not really. At that time, I, well, okay, birds did evolve during that time. Like, true birds mm-hmm. were, did start to come around, but a lot of the early birds, they couldn't actually fly. They were gliding. I see. I All see. right. Killed that time expertly so that we could get Andrew Callahan on the Harbor One Hotline. Let's go. Andrew Callahan, Boston Herald, joins us on the uh, Harbor One Hotline. Andrew Callahan, what's your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> it's a stegosaurus. I can't tell you what the stegosaurus looks like, but I remember the name from childhood. And uh, it still sounds fun here at adulthood. So I remember they had stegosaurus. the plates on their back, yep, right? Yeah, the I remember the, that one. Yep, the, the plates on the back and the spikes mm-hmm. on the tail. That is my daughter's favorite dinosaur. She has two of them in her crib every night. Excellent. That I, sounds like perfect company. And I don't have any dinosaur sounds, so I played a yeah, horse. Yeah, well, that was a horse. That is yeah, not yeah, even the... Yeah, we, we don't We don't, <laughs> we don't know do what sounds. We, we don't know what Go find some Jurassic like. Park sounds. Okay. Um, Andrew, uh, obviously a big game coming up here for uh, your New England Patriots. Uh, going up against the backup quarterback, you would think that would be a big uh, help for them. They've done great against backup quarterbacks this year. Uh, is Teddy Bridgewater your average backup quarterback? No, certainly above average. And Mike McDaniel said as much this week down in South Florida to their reporters saying this is basically why we gave Teddy Bridgewater up to $10 million for one season. And it's to be, you know, in games like this, in case Tua goes down, obviously he did. And funny enough, talking to guys this week, they asked, well, okay, what's the biggest difference between Tua and Teddy? And it's more complicated than this. But most of them have just said, well, Teddy's right-handed, Tua's left-handed. That's about it. So they're, uh, they're, Miami's still in a similar position without Tua. So with this game, let's look on the the Patriots side of the ball here on on offense. So we know that, in theory, you would probably want to pick Mac Jones over Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, You know, if if, if all things were in a vacuum, obviously Mac Jones, a high draft pick and had a good rookie year. And you'd hope that he would have, uh, you know, kept ascending. But that has not happened. How does Mac Jones stand up to what is essentially a must win game? One of the probably the biggest game of his career against a team that has really owned the Patriots over the last three seasons. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting, Kyrie, because I was looking back at what I was writing before the season opener, right? They're playing Miami. They're down in South Florida practicing there. And my take for that week was that the Dolphins are going to make the Patriots confront their biggest weaknesses from 2021, which was how do you handle the blitz? And Mac Jones was the most blitz quarterback last year. He also saw a top five break a man-to-man coverage because the receivers can't separate. And those things, as much as they were the themes of 2021, those problems have hung around in 2022. Mac Jones is the second-worst quarterback under pressure, according to Pro Football Focus this year, among quarterbacks who've thrown at least 100 passes under pressure. The other one is Zach Wilson. So I think Mac Jones, you know, is, is better positioned this year, understanding Miami's defense. Um, but they're going to bring pressure. They're going to play some man-to-man. The Dolphins' secondary is a little bit weaker, but Devontae Parker is still out. Who knows how much Kendrick Bourne plays, and, and he's really dependent on that supporting cast because of who he is as kind of a pocket-bound quarterback who doesn't create a lot off-platform. You mentioned uh, Kendrick Bourne just then. I feel like there's been a lot of talk about Kendrick Bourne that's really been describing him in a way, Andrew, that I'm not sure is totally accurate. Yeah, he's probably deserves more snaps than he's gotten this year, but he's played some games where he got some snaps and didn't really do anything. Um, in terms of uh, Kendrick Bourne's usage down the stretch here and uh, how he's been used this year, what is your overall impressions of what he could have been this season? 
I'm with you, Christian, that I think we, we overlook games like where he has a drop, and I think that's been in three of his last six games, yep. some of which that was his only target, and you just go, you got to be better than that. The issue is it's not just Kendrick Bourne's performance in a vacuum. Is it's where does he fall in the pecking order of this depth chart? Because we could look at his tape and the Nelson Aguilar's, and you're still taking Kendrick Bourne because he's the only guy on the roster that can create yards after the catch. You could use as even a rushing threat, as we saw when he gets 29 yards against the Bengals. So you take him over Aguilar. Tyquan Thornton has been a ghost in this offense, and that happens sometimes with rookie receivers, but he's not taking the top off. So they're down to Jacoby Myers, then Devontae Parker, and Parker's out. So I think he just has to be in the lineup, and I think he will be moving forward because it's just been as bad with Aguilar and Thornton as we think it's been as good with Kendrick Bourne. Andrew, we have been watching the offense commit all of these same blunders for months now. Spring, training camp, preseason, what have you. And a lot of it you know, maybe can fall on Mac Jones. I think a lot of people want it to fall on Mac Jones because you know they, they don't think he's very good. But there's just a lot of bad stuff going on around him. Why has this offense not improved after, after months now? Yeah, I think it's the same thing we've been talking about every week, right? It's the coaching. You know, I mean, largely this is the same personnel group that finished top 10 in terms of scoring last year, top 10 in DVOA. And, you know, maybe those numbers are a little bit overblown or they kind of, you know, got fat off of big wins over the Browns 45-7 to last year or the Titans that they played blown out despite Mac not playing well. But there were a lot of players positioned to make a year two leap. And Ramondre Stevenson is the only one who really did that. And he's doing so despite the fact the Patriots have a bottom five run offense since Mac Jones came into the starting lineup in week seven. And that's not Mac Jones's fault. They can't run block. So, you know, it's not only that Josh McDaniels left and you replaced him with Matt Patricia. It's that Matt Patricia has the most important job among the position coaches leading the offensive line. It's the biggest group on the roster. And your quarterback's coach is Joe Judge. And you got a running back's coach in Vinny Sinceri, you know, whose first year doing that without Ivan Fierce. And then the wide receivers are left to Troy Brown and Ross Douglas, who's the youngest position coach in the entire league. So you lose all that experience with not only McDaniels, but other guys he left with in Las Vegas. And that's the difference between 2021 and 2022. We're talking with Andrew Callahan here on the Harbor One Hotline. Andrew, uh, Matthew Judon's poised to uh, break Andre Tippett's single-season sack record here for the Patriots. And I think I just read today that as a team, this is the most sacks they've ever had. Uh, as, as, as Bill Belichick with as being the head coach. So I guess the question is, has the pass rush really been that great this year or have they fattened up on bad teams? No, I think it's been good. I, I think it's one of the few defenses, right, where you look at the pass rush and maybe even go back to the early dynasty years and say it's better than the coverage. And that's how they've lived. Like, mm-hmm. we get on them for giving up all those yards to Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson who look like, you know, they, they burn everyone through every single secondary. But the games that they've won, it's because of that pass rush. Now, that's, of course, tied to the run defense, right, because you need to get teams in obvious passing situations. The run defense is better as of late. But they've been competitive because Josh Uche has three sacks against Arizona. That's one of their two wins in the last six weeks. Okay, so it's him. It's Judon. Juwan Bentley's been used as a blitzer a whole lot more, and he's been having his best season to date. So, yeah, the pass rush, I, I wonder where this defense is considering the injuries in the secondary and the play as of late because they've really been carrying that defense. Speaking of the secondary, who in the world is going to be covering these wide receivers on Sunday? <laughs> Who's left? Are you guys free? What are you doing Sunday at 1 o'clock? <laughs> well, well I'll tell I you, have plans. I, I'll, I'll tell you what. If I, if I don't tweet anything for the next couple of days, just assume that I have been signed to the practice squad and I will be suiting up at, at slot corner. Excellent. Well, they, they've got plenty of those, actually. The one position where they're, they're chock full. But, I, I, you know, they got some good news today that Jalen Mills is back at practice. 
he's missed the last four games with a groin injury. I'd say even if he plays, he'll be on a pitch count because he just can't go zero to 60 like that, and he's already had a setback with that groin injury. Other than that, you're looking at Jonathan Jones, Sean Wade, and Miles Bryant, and that's it. So they could some call up some guys from the practice squad, including Tay Hayes, the guy they signed just earlier this week. But even Hayes is five foot nine. Now I don't think the, the size issue is as big of a deal as it was against Cincinnati. Um, but you've got problems against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Model, and those are the only guys they have available to really fix it. Andrew, regardless of what happens this weekend, I know there's a very thin uh, path to the playoffs if they uh, if they if they lose this weekend but beat Buffalo. But uh, or maybe not actually. I think if they lose this weekend, it's over. So even still. This is probably not a team that's winning a playoff game this year. Based on what Robert Kraft said uh, back in the spring, what would that mean for Bill Belichick, for Matt Patricia, for Mac Jones? Uh, how How is that going to impact the type of off-seasons that those three have? I mean, those are the million-dollar questions, right? And I don't think we know just yet. I think as far as not making the playoffs, all that does is guarantee some very hard conversations between Kraft and Belichick. And my expectation is Belichick won't move off of whatever his position is. And it's possible his position will be, you know, keep it the same. Patricia will grow in year two. We're going to take our lumps this year. We're going to spend money in free agency. Everything will coalesce and be fine. Or he might see what the rest of us claim, which is that he miscalculated, that Matt Patricia was put in a no-win situation, that Joe Judge was underqualified to be Mac Jones' quarterback's coach, something that Mac was basically saying in July when he was saying, I'll teach him and he'll teach me. So, I don't know, but a lot of it depends on Belichick because I think Kraft's opinion, if I had to guess, is much aligned with ours. He's watched every single snap. Anyone's done that this year says they've got big problems on offense, the biggest they've ever had since Belichick took over. You know what? Among the problems, uh, first of all, I respect the dedication that you had to trying to get Bill Belichick to play ball on your question yes. about whether or not Mac Jones is a dirty player. The, the perception that has been you know, being discussed across the league, in, in the press corps, over the radio waves, what have you. And, and, I mean, you tried to get it, and he wouldn't play ball. He dismissed it, he dismissed it, he dismissed it. And there are so many other topics that he's done that with. That's not new, right? We're used to that. But does he have is, – is it a little bit harder for him to, to get away with justifying that in a year when he has seemingly made a bunch of miscalculations where there is so much uncertainty going on with his team and his handling of his young quarterback, and he has repeatedly declined to publicly stand behind him? Well, A, yes, and B, I want to clear something up just about that question because, you know, from my standpoint, I go back to Wednesday when he was asked about, you know, Mac Jones being called a dirty player for other players, and his answer was just so you have to ask, you know, the Bengals about it, whomever it was. And so I just want to follow up and say, well, what's, well, what's your opinion? Because I don't know. I'm not going in trying to stir trouble or expecting Belichick to say anything else. I'm giving him an opportunity to answer a question that I believe fans want to answer to. Or what, what is that week about? And this week, aside from, okay, a 7-8 and team can still make the playoffs if they went out. There's history with Miami. Tyreek Hill's really fast, and Jalen Waddell is too. Like, this is what it's about. Because you're right, Kyrie, and that this is not just about Mac Jones this year isn't a dirty player. Like, we've kind of worn out that topic. It's Friday. Everyone's ready to move on to the weekend. What did Belichick say when given the opportunity to say, no, I don't believe my quarterback is a dirty player, which is a very normal expected answer, and he doesn't. It falls in line with, hey, is Mac Jones your starter when he comes back from injury? Last week, hey, is Mac Jones your starter for the last three weeks? And the answer's not yes. And this is coming off the summer when he couldn't, he couldn't have higher praise for Mac. What's changed, I think, 
speaks to kind of a tension between the coaching staff and the quarterback. And, and you know what? Interestingly, just just one more for me is that that also puts the players in a situation where they are now answering these questions. Where you've got Matthew Slater getting asked this question, and he's got to say, "Is Mac Jones a dirty player?" Or you've got players in the locker room where now it's being deflected onto them. Whereas I could see other times where maybe you're trying to uh, you know take the heat off of your players, but now the heat's getting put on the other guys in your locker room to answer it instead. Yeah, and again, it's as much what you say as what you don't say. And I'm not here looking for Belichick to play ball or say what I want him to say. I just want to know what his opinion is, and he refuses to give it. And so whatever those motivations are, fine. It's just it's on the record now, and that's what this is about. It's not about, oh, he's definitely going to say this or not. I can't control that. I don't know that. All I get to do is ask questions. And so now it's on the record. It's in line with what we've seen from a lot from him this season, which, again, is very different from this summer. And I can tell you when Matt Kelly's comments I alluded to about, oh, I'll teach Joe Judge and he'll teach me, like that rankled the coaching staff. I think that's a starting point for what's been a very difficult season kind of behind the scenes. And this is the only reflection we get publicly or to share with people is in these press conferences. All right, Andrew, last one for me. Yes or no question. Will Bill O'Brien be Mac Jones's offensive coordinator next year? That's a, sort of yes. a two-part question. Okay. <laughs> Dropped it. Yes. yes, he will? Uh, it's my best guess, yes. All right, very good. We'll leave it right there then. Andrew Callahan, thanks so much for the time. If you like what you uh, heard here, you can read him in the Herald. Find him on Twitter at underscore Andrew Callahan. Thanks very much. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. All right, happy New Year to you too. That's Andrew Callahan joining us here on the program. 617-779-7937. There is your phone number. When we come back, Burt Breer had a uh, another Another nice flaming hot take, I'd say, about what the Patriots should do at the quarterback position next year. And uh, the Patriots, as I just mentioned with Callahan, uh, already setting records with their pass rush. We'll get to all that next. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Apex Entertainment. Celebrate with friends, family, and coworkers at Apex Entertainment in Marlboro. Be amazed by 30 luxury bowling lanes, chef-inspired menu with two full bars serving signature cocktails, making it a perfect destination for events. Come to Marlboro for a visit or check us out at apexentertainment.com. The Celtics beat the Clippers 116-110. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both had 29 points in the win. The season are off until Sunday when they head to Denver to play the Nuggets. Jalen Mills, Damian Harris, Adrian Phillips all returned to practice for the Patriots. Marcus Jones, Jack Jones, Devontae Parker, and Jonu Smith were all absent. And the Bruins are off until tomorrow when they host the Sabres at 1 p.m. That is what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com. I'm Jackson Burns. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. It's Arcand and Kyrie on WEEI. I only heard one half of that. I shut the other half of my brain. Oh, up. man. The mashup of 2022. <laughs> Who says mashups aren't cool anymore? Jackson is showing that, yes, they still are. A Jurassic Park Carly Rae Jepsen mashup that's in a, honor of uh, Kyrie Thompson. It's, it's only 10 years late. <laughs> well, I, I feel like, I, like that's what was in your head when this was happening. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I said get Jurassic Park sound, that was kind of what I what I was thinking you, you, you should go for. But, yeah, no, I did that dig in 2012. So, yeah, this summer was the... The 10th anniversary of me slaving away in a bighorn basin in Wyoming. There you go. Um, next thing, obviously. Okay, Got to save the DNA in the little uh, sap droplets yeah. and then open your own uh, dinosaur theme park. Okay, by the way, yeah. the, the paleontologist that we did the trip with, mm-hmm. he listened to this song all night on repeat the he last night we were there. The Jurassic he, Park or Call Me Maybe? Call Me Maybe. <laughs> Really? All night long. He was like, I got, I need it was more Carly Rae in my it life. Just, he's just like, yeah, it's very catchy. <laughs> it is. That's the thing. Carly Rae Jepsen song comes on, you're you're whistling it the rest of the day. And that's just, that's a fact. Uh, 617-779-7937, that's your phone number. Uh, as promised, uh, Burt Breer, he has a uh, piece out right now, says that the Patriots should sign Baker Mayfield. I don't know if he's a piece or something he said on a podcast, actually, but uh, that's what uh, that's what he thinks that Baker Mayfield is just the right kind of veteran that could maybe give Mac Jones a little push and also be Mac Jones insurance next year if he flames out or gets hurt or something along those lines. Uh, an improvement on Bailey Zappi, I think we can agree that Baker Mayfield uh, would represent that, unless you're really hardcore on the Bailey Zappi train, which I'm not that hardcore, I guess. Um, you have two more years of Mac Jones under contract. Do you want to Do you wanna potentially make those uncomfortable by bringing in someone like Baker Mayfield? Well, I feel like... Um... The way that, I mean, Andrew Callahan sort of referenced it, they have made everything uncomfortable for Max Jones. <laughs> True, they have. It seems like some of the buttons that that, he, that Bill Belichick is pushing and some of the ways that he's responded to some of these questions 
suggests that he does want a certain level of discomfort on his quarterback to let him know that, hey, all that stuff you're talking, I'm, I'm, I'm listening, but I'm not listening the way you think I am. You just better know that this is this is my show and you need to play up to standard. With Baker Mayfield, he's the probably going to be about the right price yep. for what they would want. He's not going to be very expensive, I wouldn't think. Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to be way more expensive because he's been a starting caliber quarterback this he was entire awesome time. awesome this year, too. Yeah. And, and he, he was playing well before he gets hurt. Obviously, the injury thing is going to be the only thing sure. there. But there's just a part of me that's like, I don't know. Is it really going to be Baker Mayfield that 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 he wants? I think he's going to want somebody who's a little bit more, a little bit less erratic, a little bit more accurate, more dependable, just more standard issue. That that's how I feel. And so I, I feel like if it could be like Jimmy Garoppolo but cheaper, that might be a veteran addition that he would actually go for. Yeah, Breer's uh, actual words were, I think we got to look at Bill's actions here. Conventional wisdom says that you do everything you can in a quarterback's first year, three years, to bring him along and create the right environment. Have they done that? They rolled the dice with Judge and Patricia at every opportunity Bill had this year to say he's unequivocally my starter. He's failed to do that. So what we've seen, Bill, is continue to push and push Mac. Well, if that's the way he treated him in year two and the performance hasn't been there, shouldn't we be led to believe that maybe in year three he takes that to another level and brings in another person? If it's not Baker Mayfield, somebody else, but what do you think about that sort of logic of the progression of Mac Jones? Yes. Yes, I think so, because I think that this is something that has been discussed uh, you know, among media circles. And I've talked about it with a bunch of people. The idea that Mac Jones is obviously not Tom Brady, so mm-hmm. don't, don't call or text in here freaking out about this, but the idea that Bill Belichick used to try and tweak Tom Brady because he knew that that motivated him, right. and he knew how he was wired, and that he was going to try and, and try to push his buttons to get the best out of him, that's what some people think Bill Belichick has been trying to do with Mac Jones, push his buttons, try and make him uncomfortable, see how he responds, see if he can get better play out of him, see if he's mentally up to the task of dealing with this adversity. And again, I feel like the production, whatever the reason, which, yes, I believe that it's mostly the coaching's fault here. I don't think it's really all about Mac Jones. Has he been has he been good enough to, to completely allay those concerns all the time? No. But again, what he's got to work with right now, particularly from a coaching standpoint, to me, is it, it's absurd. Yeah. That said, they're going to look at this and they're going to say the production is not what we wanted. How do you get the production better? Well, aside from getting a new play caller and designing a better offense and and getting your coaching staff right. Or bringing in some stud-wide receivers, too. Yes, which, I mean, those should probably be number one and two on your list, as well as making sure that your left tackle, both of your tackle situations are figured out, because that's going to be a problem. Yeah. The other thing is going to be challenge him. Challenge him with a veteran. Challenge him with the knowledge that your job is not guaranteed. Don't think it is. I'd say, if I'm Mac Jones and they bring in Baker Mayfield and don't bring in some stud receiver, which let's be honest here, Kyrie, they're probably not going to because they usually don't, you know, unless it's like some sort of distressed asset on another team, which I guess Hopkins might be. But let's just assume that they don't do that because they usually don't. Bill always talks about it, and then he never actually goes and, and uh, puts up what you need to put up to get someone like that. If I'm Mac Jones and I see Baker Mayfield coming to town and I'm saying, wait a minute, you, you saw what happened last year? 
and decided instead of giving me a wide receiver, you're going to bring in Baker bleeping Mayfield? Like, really? Like, that's that would drive me insane. Mac, Mac, Mac Jones, Jones should be trying to enter the transfer portal. At <laughs> Seriously. That you know, like, right? <laughs> Go to Colorado with prime time. Like, what are you because, doing here? <laughs> because think about that, right? And, and obviously, we don't know what the, the free agent market is going to be just yet. We don't know who they're going to draft. Like, I'm sure they're probably going to look to it. But again, the idea that you're going to you're going to bring in Baker Mayfield, who is a who has the former number one overall pick. Yeah. Right. And Bill liked him, too. You remember uh, there was talks about him potentially trying to trade Michelle Mm -hmm. and win picks up and trying to trying to get Baker that year. It's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, like and and, I mean, if he if he does that, that's a starting caliber quarterback. That is a dude who is there to push you to start football games. That is a guy you are going to be looking over your shoulder about. And if you haven't correspondingly done everything that you need to do to fix the the play the playmakers around you mm-hmm. then to me that's a shot at Mac Jones's job and nothing else and particularly that's that's you know Bill Belichick saying look what we had around you last year was just fine bet you Baker could do it better yeah uh, absolutely. So <laughs> I hope that it doesn't come to that because I don't. If they bring in Baker Mayfield, I'd like to get him a stud receiver too. <laughs> like I would, whoever it is, I'd like to improve the wide receiver room. I bet uh, you Baker Mayfield would want a stud receiver too. I would imagine if he, if would. he were to be signing there, be like, hey, uh, Bill, how about we get some playmakers up in this joint? Yeah, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That's your phone number. Let's go to the phones and talk to Jay, who is down in Connecticut. Hi, Jay. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Doing well, Jay. Great. What's up? Yeah, so just a um, couple points. One, I think most Patriots fans um, rather see these guys lose the next two weeks because, for one, if they lose and they're, what, 7-11, they're going to get a way better draft pick than if they get into the playoffs and get bounced by either Kansas City or or maybe Buffalo, whoever's that one seed. Right. I, I, yep, do we lose them? And as far as next year... Yeah, go ahead, Jay. You're, you're still on. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, and as far as next year, I mean... I would I would go big. I would go after uh, Lamar Jackson and pay him whatever the hell he wants. And there's your quarterback for the next ten years. And then you got a, a legit shot and win another Super Bowl in the next six seven years. Thanks for the call, Jay. Yeah. Uh, as to your first point, I'm not sure that the improvement of your draft pick is worth losing these two games. You're not going to be a lottery team. You're not going to be yeah, in the yeah. top, you know, fifteen. I sort of feel like, you know, if that if that's what it was, if if you were on the cusp of that. And losing those two games would get you, you know, really a lot higher than than you are right now. Then it's worth it, but I'm just not sure it's worth it right now. So I've got Tankathon up right now. Uh-huh. Most of the teams that so so right now, Carolina, Las Vegas, uh, New Orleans, Cleveland, those are all eight through eleven right there. They mm-hmm. are six and nine. So nice. unless those teams start winning, you're not going to do better than than you're going to be like twelfth. That's yeah. what that's kind of what you're shooting for, and that's probably not. Here's the thing. That's not great, but it's better than backdooring your way into the playoffs and being what they were last year, which is 21st. Yeah, 12th, that's higher than I thought. Or lower than I thought, I yeah, guess. 12th is within striking distance, and you can get a good player there. As far as the – to me, I, I think I think it would be probably more worth it to be bad and just straight up lose and, and get it over with. That, that's how I feel. You're probably right. You know, I hate to say it because I for us and they and they don't want to lose. They definitely they don't want to lose. These lose. are guys with contracts yeah. and money on the line, and they definitely don't want to lose. But for the good of the team, 
you know, and not for the good of anything else other than the uh, New England Patriots draft position, that may be the more favorable thing for them to do. I didn't realize that they could get all the way up to 12th. I thought it was going to be like, you know, 16th or something, and then if they make the playoffs and get backdoored in, then they're 18th or 19th, like something along those lines. I didn't think they could get yeah. uh, as high as 12 if they could. I mean, it's like listen. if Carolina beats the Bucks, yeah. hey, we're going to have some interesting discussions here. You know, some of these other guys, if they, if they, if they win to, at the end of the season. But if have, these teams all lose... Yeah, then then you're stuck on the outside looking in. Right. Which, I mean, one of them's probably going to win. Mm, maybe. I guess we'll. Uh, I guess Carolina we'll... beat the brakes off the Bucks. They did. So I think they they've got a real shot. That uh, running back um, Foreman, who was on the Titans last year, pretty. Oh, Deontay, yeah. He's having a nice uh, nice little season there. Yeah, Deontay Foreman. He, he's, Since he's McCaffrey good, left, physical, yeah. definitely. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Anthony is in uh, Connecticut. Oh, we're getting a lot of calls from Connecticut today. Hi, Anthony. Hey, what's going on, guys? My Good. first time calling in. Cool. What's up? Um, I was just wondering. I haven't heard too much on. Uh, sorry, I was just ran inside. <clears throat> I haven't heard too much on Derek Carr since he uh, he ended up um, getting like benched. I was wondering, like, what's the possibility of him coming next year? And like, what do you guys think he'll cost? Um, you want to take this one? I know that you've been. Uh... Well, well, it well it depends because if you get him in a trade, yeah, that's probably a. I, I don't know. That That's an interesting one because I feel like they would want a first-round pick in a trade, and I don't know that the Patriots are going to want to do that, and rightfully so, because here's the thing. Trading for – you might not have to trade for him because if they can't find a good trade partner, he's probably going to get cut, and right. you can sign him on the open market. Now, if you're talking about what's he going to make on the open market, given the fact that he's been like a 4,000-plus yard passer for the last – four seasons coming into this one and he's got an outside shot to do it again you're looking at 20 mil you know some plus definitely 20 mil plus because you're talking about five i'd yeah, say cause, yeah because yeah, I mean. if you're yeah because if you're talking about wide receivers getting that much you know elite receivers this is a quarterback and even not great quarterbacks end up making money so i feel like yeah you're talking about you know 25 million dollars or so i mean with the salary cap going up that maybe isn't the biggest deal in, in the world, but I still feel like they're not going to want to do that over having a guy having a quarterback with the cap hit right now of like $4 million. Yeah, I think there's probably other teams out there that will look at Derek Carr and think, we can fix this guy. We can, we can you know, get him back playing well because we've seen what it looks like when he plays well and we can build an offense around him. I don't think the Patriots would do that. I think the Patriots would say, all right, Derek Carr, you got to come here and play our way, which is what I think Josh McDaniel sort of did with him. You know, he's been throwing the ball downfield a lot more this year and uh, has more interceptions, I think, than he's ever had. So, it's to me. I just think that you want to bring in a veteran like that. If uh, if you were sure that he'd be a good fit in the offense, that'd be one thing. Um, for that kind of money, though, I just I don't see it happening. Yeah. I don't. I don't see Bill uh, spending anything close to that kind of money on a quarterback like him. And and if we're talking about the open market, would Derek Carr come here mm-hmm. given the circumstances? Right? Would he come here? not knowing if they're improving the offensive coordinator situation, right. if they haven't already done it by that point. Would he come here not knowing if you're going to do better at wide receiver than Jacoby Myers, who's a free agent, whom they're going to have to re-sign sure. if they don't re-up him between now and then? And and Devontae Parker, are, is he going to come here knowing he's not going to have elite weapons? That's the other part of this. Yeah, that'd be a tough pill to swallow after a year of Devontae, well, not a full year, but almost a full year of Devontae Adams. Uh, 617-779-7937. Earl is up in New Hampshire. Hey, Earl. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, Earl? Great. Hey, uh, to me, you guys have been dancing around both the problem and the solution here. Uh, 
I say go ahead and sign Baker Mayfield. Love that dude. Every time he has anybody who has an offensive mind working with him, he's great. So, first, Billy O, or anybody else who can call an offensive play, but obviously that's what we need. Anyway, Baker Mayfield, take Mac Jones and your number one pick. Send them both to Vegas because McDaniels probably will take Mac Jones, and if Adams really wants out, that fits everything you're talking about, about a man, a guy who wants out and a number one. I mean, it's it's all right there, man. It's all right there. All right, thanks for the call, Earl. Appreciate it. Um, you may see a pretty active quarterback carousel. I'm not denying that, but I think that if Carr's out, McDaniels has his pick between Mac Jones and a year of Tom Brady. I think he's definitely going for Tom Brady, isn't he? Like, if, don't you for, think there'd if, be a full court for, press there? Yeah, for for one year for it all. Yeah, yeah. for the Raiders, I just yeah, I feel like that'll Mac be Jones. and Mac no. Jones might be a decent uh, backup plan. And who knows? Who knows what Brady even wants to do? Maybe Brady wants to go to San Francisco or he wants to go to some other team. I don't know. And the and the other thing here is that if if you have a shot at Tom Brady or or a quarterback that is, you think is better than Derek Carr, mm. then you're not going to trade away Devontae Adams. Right. So what are you going to trade Mac Jones for? Right. So it's, and, and is is Baker Mayfield that much of a needle mover over Mac Jones, given what we've seen the past couple of years? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I think he's probably more talented. He's got a better arm, but I don't think he's doing it for you. Baker Mayfield is who I feel like everyone's hoping Mac Jones doesn't become. (laughs) Right? Like, everyone's looking at Baker Mayfield and saying, ooh, I really hope that's not the trajectory of Mac Jones' career. And it's sort of kind of starting the same way. Like, Baker Mayfield was the rookie of the year, so it's not exactly the same, but he had a great rookie year, and then I feel like he fell off in his second year and then bounced back in his third. It was really sort of rocky and uneven for him there in the beginning, but he started off great, and everybody thought he was the future of the NFL, and I feel like Mac Jones, maybe not to that extent, but had a little bit of that, uh, that kind of momentum coming into this season, and and uh, has all but crashed and burned. I mean, really, that's that's sort of where you are. And you look at Baker Mayfield and think, there but for the grace of God goes Mac Jones if things stay this way. And now Baker Mayfield's going to be the guy who comes in and replaces him? Like, that's that's a lot. That's a, that's <laughs> a way to – I mean, and, and committing to Baker Mayfield for any number of time means that you're not taking another crack at a quarterback. That right. just means you're, you're sticking yourself in quarterback purgatory a little while longer. And today. Mayfield's still young. He's 27. You know, we're not talking about a guy who's – nearing the end of his career from a from an age perspective like he's not old usually quarterbacks like this they they come up they're like at 35 or something you know like Matt Ryan or you know one of those guys Baker Mayfield's still young if you if you find something that works with him he could be a guy for a couple of years you know he could be a he could be a guy for the next 5 6 years if it if it works out, you know he still has that sort of time in front of him. I would think six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Let's go up to Maine, my favorite state. Talk to Ryan. Hey, hey, Ryan. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Afternoon. I want to go back to um, go back to your comments about the playoffs and losing and all that sure. jazz. And as a lifelong Patriots fan, we're not the Jets, we're not the Browns, we're not the Texans. We're in this to win. We make the playoffs, we make the playoffs. Not saying we're going to do anything, but if you guys are really feeling that 
it's better off to just lose and get a better draft pick than I ask you not to watch the games next two weeks because a Patriots fan wants to win. Ryan, I got bad news for you, buddy. We got to watch the yeah, games. Yeah, and uh, it's actually my job to watch the games. It's uh, written uh, in uh, his contract that yes. he has to watch them, and I it's just it's really uh, yeah. really heavily look, suggested he, that I watch. Look, them. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand. <laughs> I, I understand if you want your team to win. I'm I'm not I'm not going to poo poo that. He I'm politely not, asked us not to. Yeah, watch the I mean, I'm no. I mean, you don't. <laughs> You don't get to tell me what my job description is, um, so so I'm going to disregard that. But I, I understand wanting your team to to win. At the same time, I think there's mm-hmm. got to be a reality here that you're you're not doing anything, and you're like, yeah, we're not the Jets, we're not the Texans. You're closer to them. You're the same record as the Jets. I mean, I mean, look, you are closer to being those teams. Honestly, you are. That is what you are right mm-hmm. now. You're you are much closer to that than you are to winning a Super Bowl. And the only way to get out of it is to get better, get more talent, do exactly the thing that the Patriots have not been able to do, which is corral blue-chip players. And the only way you get shots at blue-chip players is getting higher in the draft. And look, there, there's just there's just nothing to be gained by being good this year because the they're not good. They're not good. No. I, 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 you know what? Again, if you want them to be good... I'm I'm not going to tell you not to want that because that that's up to you. Mm-hmm. You are a fan. You watch the games for what you want to watch them for. For me, from from just somebody who who is a fan of good football and good process, I'm not telling these players to try and go out and lose or tell the team to tank. But should you want that? Should you want them to lose out so that they can possibly have an outside shot at a top ten pick? Yeah. Because ain't nothing else better going to happen for them this year. I know. The the best case scenario, <clears throat> best possible way things could go for the Patriots this year is they're like, like... You guys aren't from here. That's why you're not real fans. You're right. I'm not a real fan. I'm just I some am logical guy that watches football. Sorry, I'm fr- I grew up in the north end of Boston, so I, I, do, I did grow up here, and I am a fan of the Patriots. But I'm also uh, realistic. And by the way, I'm a Bears fan. I totally want them to get the number one overall <laughs> Right. Pick. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you sort of... You sort of think about uh, where where they are, and the best case scenario is they're the 2007 Giants, right? Yeah. Like an eight and eight team whose defense gets hot and carries them through the playoffs, and then they end up upsetting somebody. That's the best case scenario for the Patriots this year. And I'll tell you what: since 2007, there hasn't been a lot of uh, teams like that, except maybe the Eagles in 2017. Yeah, because it's only when they play the Patriots because because that's like a once in a decade, once in every 15 years occurrence. It that rarely they, ever that, happens. That, that is that is the exception. That is not the rule. And and look, if I'm just going to be straight up with you, the Patriots don't have that kind of talent. Up front on their defensive line, they don't got Michael Strahan up in there. Justin yeah. Tuck, they don't have that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think that uh, Judon's a great player, but yeah, you're yeah. right. It's not yeah. they're not loaded like that. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number. When we come back, we will continue with our twenty twenty two year in review. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. 
Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. A U D A C Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Sarkand and Kyrie on W E E I. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Breaking news down here. We got the New England Patriots injury report out. It is not pretty for your New England Patriots. Four players. Yes, four players listed as out. Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, Devontae Parker, Johnu Smith, all out for Sunday's must-win game against the Miami Dolphins. Hunter Henry, Jonathan Jones, Jalen Mills, who had been a non-participant at practice but was limited today. Ramondre Stevenson, Tyquan Thornton, all listed as questionable. Yadni Kajus, Damian Harris, Adrian Phillips, all full participants of practice and taken off the injury report. So, hey, a little bit of help there at the bottom. Still not great news for the Patriots secondary. On the other side of things, we've got the Miami Dolphins. Tua Tungavailoa, the only one currently listed as out right now. Tackle Eric Fisher listed as doubtful. Teron Armstead, Xavier Howard, Bradley Chubb, River... What is that? Craycraft? River Carcraft? <laughs> Never heard of him. River Craycraft and uh, Alex Ingold. Greg Little, all listed as questionable. The Carcraft Enterprise is uh, not is uh, questionable to go, unfortunately. Yes. So uh, not good. Your your two rookie cornerbacks who were supposed to be who you your, rely so much on. Yes, who you rely a lot on, yeah. and who were your solution to all this speed that you're going to be facing within your division. They cannot play. I was looking this up earlier. Jack Jones is still the highest graded cornerback, coverage cornerback on the Patriots hmm. this year. Um, respectable, number 20. Small but, sample, but yeah. Yeah, small small samples. It's more of a sample size now. He was the top-graded cover corner uh, when he had a very small sample size. Now it's become a little bit more uh, you know, evened out to reflect some of the times he got spun around like a top. Then there's Jonathan Jones and Marcus Jones, who are like in the 50s and 60s or, or so. So they're, they're not great, but respectable, which is more or less what you think of with this cornerback room. Everybody else, I think the next highest graded Patriots cornerback is like 128th. Mm. I think that's Miles Bryant. Yikes. That's real He's bad. He's higher than Mills? Yes. Yikes. That's, that's real bad. They have some serious problems. Yeah, they definitely do. And not for nothing, but Marcus Jones is one of your only scoring threats 
really like on the whole on team. On the team. <laughs> on the entire team, whether he's in the secondary or returning kicks or lining up at wide receiver, whatever it is. Uh, he's one of your most productive players. And for him to be out, I think, is a devastating loss for this team that needs to score points to keep up with a Miami Dolphins team. Even if they, even if the defense keeps them in check and, you know, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have a great game, I still think they get at least three scores, you know, going up here this weekend. And without, without Marcus Jones to, number one, try and run with those guys, and number two, someone with the ball in his hands who can be productive, I think that's really a, a devastating loss for the Patriots. I mean, he's... What are your best players? Yeah. I mean, just straight up, which is it's interesting to see how that all sort of shook out. Cole Strange has been very re- he's been reliable. He hasn't always been great, but he started every game that he's played at left guard, which is I mean, come on, you'll take that for for a first round pick at the very least. Tyquan Thornton looked like he was going to be pretty good. Has not really turned out to be much. Marcus Jones, Jack Jones was the guy who came in with all the all the thunder and lightning, pick six on Aaron Rodgers, you know, picks in back to back weeks and making all the all the splash plays in training camp while Marcus Jones was still recovering. He was in a you know red non contact jersey and what have you. Marcus Jones has come in and been in the end what a lot of people thought he was going to be, which has been the best draft pick of this past class. Now, imagine in the summer thinking that Marcus Jones being injured was going to be devastating for the Patriots in this week. Like they may be screwed at yeah. the end of the year because Marcus Jones isn't playing. Yeah, that, but, that, Marcus Jones yeah. and Devin do not go together until right now in this time in history. But, but, it's think, true. but think about that. That's how you set it up. You mm-hmm. didn't go for any big fish at cornerback. Yep. You didn't make any splash plays. You decided to come into this year with Jonathan Jones as your number one cornerback and rely on these rookies. And it's not obviously not their fault that they're hurt. I mean, it happens. But think about the fact that Miami can afford to lose their entire quarterback to a tongue of Iloa more than the Patriots can afford to lose Two rookie corners that they drafted in the third and fourth rounds. Yeah, that's wild. Um, we were going to do some year in review here. Let's push that off since we got this news and uh, go to the phone. 617-779-7937. Chris is in Boston. Go ahead, Chris. Chris is uh, getting put on hold. Let's go to Mark in Uxbridge. Go ahead, Mark. It's a nice bopping. little song, though. Yeah, Mark, what's up? Hey, hey, guys. How you doing? How you doing? Good. I just wanted to get back on the talk of finishing out and, and losing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know most most fans mentioned the the draft and the draft pick but for me i don't i really don't care about the draft pick i mean I'm, the, the higher we get the less confident i am in belichick taking the right guy anyway yeah, just trade for it me, back for a second and a third yeah. is probably what's gonna happen yeah, I, I, yeah. so but <laughs> for me it's more. like if the decision hasn't been made already with craft I, I i would love to see them be competitive but just lose on their own because that's just going to prove to craft that they need to make a change with the coaching and if they if they just squeak into the playoffs Belichick is just going to make you look like, oh, you know, we, we got in, we're not too far away, and, and that everything's just going to stand pat. And I, I, I want to see I want to see changes. And I know that Patricia and Judge aren't going anywhere unless Belichick does, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I want to see a change with the coach, and that's what I want to see more than a higher draft pick. Mark, thanks for the call. And you know what? That's a sentiment that I've heard other people uh, express. You root for the team, you want the team to do well, but you also don't want there to be positive reinforcement for the way that the season has gone. And a trip to the playoffs, even if you get your ass kicked, and it's largely you're even getting in, is because these other teams all kind of choked at the end of the season, not really because of anything you did, is uh, 
weirdly positive reinforcement for what was a pretty negative season. You know, like that's sort of I, I get that. I understand that uh, that that line of thinking. I just I don't know. I mean, for me personally, to be selfish as a sports talk radio host, I'd rather these two games mattered. I'd rather this Buffalo yeah, game actually counted for something. So I do want them to win, and it'd be nice to see them go to the playoffs, even yeah. if they get smoked, just because that's more content for me. That's all. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, not. I, you know, I'm also a fan of the team, but like for professionally, of course, we want to see them win. Yeah, I mean, look, I feel like people got a little bit twisted that, yeah, I mean, maybe I didn't, you know, grow up here and, and what have you, but it's like, when I'm there, it's like, you, you think I want the Patriots to be bad? Mm. I want them to be good. Right. I don't want to watch bad football. I want to watch good football. I want to watch a winning team. I want to be part of covering a winning team. That, I mean, last year, the playoffs, even though they got whacked, I, I mean, that was cool, covering playoff football. I mean, it was it was cool when I covered playoff football in 2019. Yeah. Tom Brady's last game, like all of that, that was awesome. I enjoyed that. I want more of that. To me, I feel like, I mean, obviously the, the coaching part, that's a good point, right? You, you got to make changes. You have to upgrade that part of it. You got to upgrade the scheme. You you have to help these players have the details they need to have success. But look, man. You, I can understand the points about, look, they're just going to trade the draft picks anyway. What do we need them for? I mean, Lord knows they do it all the time. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm just looking at this and I'm saying they're not close to a Super Bowl right now. I want them to do whatever it takes to get close to a Super Bowl. And if that means winning or it means losing a couple of games, if that gets you closer, then I want to lose a couple of games. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter this year. When they lose, you get to rip them. And that's fun, too. I'm not going to lie. It's fun ripping them. Uh, But... It it's sort of a, like a sugar high, you know. It's like a sugar rush. You get that uh, end of the season, rip them for a couple of days, and then it's like then it's over, you know. Then that's it. You got to wait for the draft and do all that off season stuff. Yeah. And we're still very early on. I feel like in the Celtics and the Bruins season, which we're not really. I know with the Bruins, it's uh, you know here we are. It's New Year's, but um, I still feel like there's still a lot of meat left on the Patriots' bone. Whether or not this team's actually going to go anywhere or not, I still feel like there's still uh, there's still a lot to be said about this team, and that's selfishly why I want them to do it. But yeah. you know, if they lose and uh, get a better draft pick, ultimately, I can't lie. That's better for the team. Ultimately, it is six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That's the phone number. Quick break. We're we're going to take a uh, Patriots break when we come back. The Celtics with another win last night as the uh, Clippers came to town. And there's some rumors out there about uh, potential additions that the Celtics might make. We'll get to uh, all of that next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. 
a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.